You may have just seen me just sitting here just as before we went live there, ladies and gents. Um, that was because I was so excited to get live, I forgot to actually play the jingle music. So <laughs> if you're watching this live uh, and you've just finished watching the game, you're as, just about as happy as me. And I've got um, Gav Shewell with me. Hello, Gavin. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I am good. And I've got Charlie East joining me in the virtual pub. We've just taken a virtual walk out of the virtual Hawthorns and we found the nearest virtual pub we could find. And the three of us are just having a little chat with you, wonderful people. You, wonderful people on Facebook. Uh, and you can go onto the comments section and use Facebook. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you can watch us as well. Um, and hopefully you can give us lots of wonderful comments. We'll try and bring you in on them. Uh, first and foremost, let's get the uh, formal proceedings out of the way. Charlie, what are you drinking, sir? I've got a nice bottle of Peroni, mate. Very oh. nice. Very nice indeed. Gone a bit Italian. And Gavin, the last game, you went a bit of Italian, but you went weird like Sardinian Italian or something. So what's your tipple for the evening? Yeah, I'm actually, uh, well, I've still got some of them bottles left. Uh, the Ignusa. Uh, yeah, the same... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Ignusa, I-C-H-N-U-S-A. It's a Sardinian beer and it's absolutely lovely. Yeah? Well, and it's I've tasting gone, good tonight. I've gone, <laughs> I'm just going full mixing because I'm like, I'm celebrating tonight because I've gone with a little bit of the old Sailor Jerry and uh, Diet Cola, uh, a little bit of a... Uh, a nod out to uh, a couple of mates on Twitter there. Uh, Den certainly one of them, and uh, I've got a couple of buds in the uh, in the in the beer fridge. I'll uh, I'll go to the bar and collect in a minute. But fully stocked, mate. Yeah, fully stocked, mate. Fully stocked. Before I actually bring <laughs> to talk about the game itself, I'd just like to point out one thing. This shirt that you are looking at was purchased on Christmas Day, ten minutes before the Chelsea game. I thought maybe it could be a good luck charm. And so I put it on. Literally, I changed and put it on 10 minutes beforehand. 10 minutes before the Brighton game, it came on. And 10 minutes tonight, it came on. So I'm not going to say that Mikel Arteta's tactics are completely irrelevant and his first 11 is completely irrelevant. But I'm just going to just leave that one out there for you. So, um, you, Charlie... You, you, you don't want to know what I've been doing. <laughs> You're my, fully naked, my, aren't you, Gav? No, I'm not. No, my... <laughs> You know the elf on the shelf thing, right? Well, this yeah. well last year the elf on the shelf had a little baby, which my boy named. What's he thinking? Named it again? T Tiny Tim, right? And I nicked it off him before the Chelsea game, and sat it next to me, and we won. Then <laughs> against the Brighton game, I was like, "No, you've got to give me Tiny Tim. You've got he's got to be sitting next to me for the game." And we had we had tears and a tear up over it. And but he sat next to me for the game, and again tonight, I was like, I've got to have Tiny Tim sit next to me, and I've got this little two or three inch elf that sits on, that sits next to me watching the Arsenal games now. Gav, and Gav, so yeah, please tell me for the love of God that at the end of each game, when the full time whistle, you do a little Tiny Tim voice and go, God bless us, everyone. Uh, no, I, I actually well, what I, what I actually do is I actually like sort of wrestle my boy for Tiny Tim and then put Tiny Tim up to me here and I say, no, Alfie, he wants to sit with me and watch the football. He wants to watch Arsenal. <laughs> and and that, that's how it goes. So you can have him back now, Alfie. So Alfie can have time with Tiny Tim back now. Until next Saturday. And, yeah, until, until we play next year. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Last night he thought we'd lost it. So this morning he said, he said I've lost Tiny Tim and I'm thinking, well, we've got a game tonight. Daft on it. 
absolute daft. No, it isn't, mate. Tiny Tim and this shirt are the two single reasons why we absolutely smashed him tonight. Charlie, talk to me about the lineup before because before Gav and I go a little bit more mental. Uh, what did you reckon? Were you happy with it? Um, anything that surprised you? No, I was very happy with it. To be fair, when I see it, I was. Um... I did call earlier on that I thought the only change I thought we would see, I thought he'd rest Martinelli tonight. I thought Lacazette coming on the other day and scoring, I thought um, he would be given a start. I didn't see Ceballos starting, but I was quite happy with it in the end, really. He, he played really well. I was very positive. Once I see the starting lineup, I liked it. I was quite confident. And I think they just started the game with so much energy and so much, sort of, so much about them, the boys. And it sort of paid off just that good start on the front foot yeah i mean i looked at that lineup and i'll be honest with you i wasn't yeah you know, it's become a thing hasn't it it's become a real sort of litmus test as to how cheesed off the arsenal fan base is going to get based on who starts and who doesn't and i looked at it and just thought do you know what it's the right thing to do it's the right thing to do to get smith row in there because mm. he's the only player of our type that we've got and I thought Arteta made a brave call in playing him because of his injury challenges and because he's, you know, he's not really played any football so far, has he, Gav? But I tell you what, that first, I was right up until the first goal that went in through Tierney. And I'm, we'll, we'll talk about that first 20 minutes first, Gav, and then I'll let you have the first free pass at that uh, that goal from Tierney. Absolute cracker. But um, talk to me about the lead up to it, how good we were. And then give me a give me a minute or so of waxing lyrical about our our Scotsman in his shorts and his uh, his t shirt. Yeah, no, it it was just one of those. I mean, we we just come out the blocks well, and if anything, you thought that the goal was going to come from the other side of the pitch because Saka was absolutely roasting their left back. He was completely my new one, and yeah, and then just he's just done what he's done, hasn't he? he he's that he's done him for pace. Then he's checked, then he's done him inside, and then he smacked it with his right foot. It was beautiful. Absolutely, it was that, an absolute beautiful solo goal. You you couldn't and like oh, I'm watching it back now in his face. You can see how happy he is after uh, his other team got stuffed today, obviously. But uh, uh, no, it was no, it's just a lovely, lovely goal. But it was coming. That's the thing. You just knew look the goal was coming. I just thought, you know, correct me if I'm, you know if you saw it any other way, but I thought the goal was going to come from the other side. Yeah, Saka started off brilliantly, didn't he? Um, yeah. Charlie, I mean, I thought that, um, I thought Saka was probably, arguably our best player tonight because the way that, what I love about him is he, he's good with the ball, he drives, he, he can beat a man, but he's also got a great pass in him as well. Like, even there was a, there was a pass, uh, there was a, there was a, there was a ball across early on before we scored where Aubameyang just got a touch Right at the end, and you know, Bamiang puts that in, and we're we're ahead, even we're up and running even quicker. But I thought Saka was brilliant tonight, wasn't he, mate? He was excellent. He really was. Everything he'd done, him and uh, him and Bellerin linked up really well on that right hand side. I thought as well. And Smith yeah. Rowe was always in the passing option for him. Every time Saka's got the ball, you see Smith Rowe. He's always asking for the ball of him. Quick one twos. I just thought Saka. He's getting better and better every game. He's looking good on that right hand side. He doesn't normally play there, has he? He hasn't played there in the past. And no. I just think he's been no. he's been excellent. But my man of the match, Kieran Tierney again. I, I love the geezer. Oh. 
Yeah, we've had that from uh, Rich Ricky from uh, on from the Facebook has said, you know, man of match Tierney, and not just for the fact that he's rocked up in his uh, shorts and t-shirts. When you compare that to Ainsley Maitland-Niles, who came on in what looked like full jogging bottoms, which was very very odd, <laughs> uh, I've got to say that. But uh, Tierney was brilliant. Like it just looked like from about five minutes in, it just looked like he had the confidence and belief that he could beat a man. Like so. When I used to play, I don't really play that much anymore. When I used to play five-a-side football, you, you knock the ball around for the, and you played with people you, for the first time that you don't know. You sort of are trying to suss players out. And as soon as you know that you can beat a man like that's on the opposition team, you're like, right, I'm having this. And it just felt to me, Gav, I don't know if you felt the same, but like I looked at the first five minutes, first 10 minutes, and it was like Kieran Tierney realised I can beat this this uh, this right mm. back. I can beat their right right hand side hands down. I think he, so. He just went for it. He's Scottish, isn't he? I think they're right, they're right back Scottish, so I think he knows the fella. So I think he, he almost sort of knew from the start that he had he had the pace of him. But it, it was just like I say, it was just the, the beginning of the game. Tierney and the end, Saka would just absolutely ruin him. We just absolutely ruin them down the sides and. I think, I, like I said, I put a message in like, with the lads that I speak to during the game and, and it was just like, it was almost frustrating the amount of balls we was whipping over and no one was getting on the end of them. Mm. You know, they were just, just getting a touch or just going behind or in front or too fast. And, you know, I mean, on another day, a Yang could have scored three or four goals because yeah. he had the chances for three or four. He just, what, he just was not getting that bit of luck today, which on another day he would have done. Do you know what I mean? But it... It was almost like getting a little bit frustrating until we scored because we were so on top of them and the balls coming over, they were decent balls. We just weren't getting on the end of them. Yeah. Not, I like, mean, I'm, not like I'm moaning. <laughs> no, we can't moan after a 4 nil. Okay? No. We can't moan too much. But again, so for me, players that stood out really, unless we'll talk about the goals, we'll go through them chronologically. Lacazette as well, deserves a mention. Lacazette. Oh, we'll get to Emil Smith Rowe. I even tweeted this about half an hour ago, or about twenty minutes, um, about, about on about. Well, it might have been about eighty minutes into the game. I, you lads know, you've probably seen as well. I've got my issues with Rob Holding, and I don't think he's got pace. I don't think his distribution is very good. But even like good performance, he made one or two hiccups, which I didn't think were great. Um, but every single one of those Arsenal players put in a performance, which looked to me like a team that is at the top end of the league, not a team struggling in mid-table or the lower ends of the table. But no. the Kieran Tierney goal, I mean, it was just brilliant. He's basically played a 1-2 with himself, which, I mean, first, that's the first <laughs> thing that's brilliant. And then he's cut inside and on his right peg, I, I don't know what it was, but it must have been the angle or the shape of his body. Charlie, I mean, you're a, you're obviously a, a coach as well, so you can talk us through this. It just looked to me like his body was angled right and then the way he struck it, brilliant. Superb, mate. He beat the geezer twice, really, didn't he? Done him and then done him again. And just cut him. As soon as he hit on his right, I think, go on, have a go, have a go. And the finish was absolutely superb. And you see how much it meant and all with the celebration. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely superb. Absolute. What a signing he's been for us, really is. We always said about, I've got a couple yeah. of mates who are big, big Celtic fans, and they were devastated when he went. Absolutely devastated. They sound like he's just such a complete player. He's a proper sort of teams man. You can see that. I know people are all calling him to be captain. And you can't really argue with that, can you? Yeah, Steve Camwell on the uh, Facebook has said, uh, KT needs to be skipper, plays like captain, even bosses the game. <laughs> even bosses the after-game interview. <laughs> Very good one, Steve. I like that. Very good one. Um, but yeah, Gav, just uh, any words on uh, KT before we uh, before we talk about the next goal? Because we've got so many to get through. Open play goal, mate. Open play goal. I know, in the I know. first no, half. It... 
Yeah, it was just brilliant. KT was just brilliant today. Uh, I mean, I say, you know, I've still got BT on here and they're showing the highlights. And 78th, 90th minute, he's still pelting up and down the up and down the wing. He's still putting a full shift in and still putting full sprints in the whole game. Do you know what I mean? Oh, he's just, you know, love the fella. Love the fella. Like I say, I mean, I think he should be captain. I'd give it to him tomorrow. Just make him captain. Get it over and get it over and done with. Do you know what I mean? Make him captain. Should we get a um? Should we get a little bit of the neg negative? If we're going to call it negative, I don't think it is negative too much. And Charlie, I'll talk to you about this one because um, we've got Graham Reed again, who said on the uh, on the Facebook, he said that um, we need to start Aubameyang firing on cylinders. There's a few other comments which are perhaps less positive about Aubameyang. To me, I think he's in a bit of a rut. I don't know what you think here, Charlie, but I think he's in a rut. But what I was pleased with tonight, as I have been pleased with, again, in the Brighton game as well, is getting into those positions. And eventually, he's the type of guy that he will score goals for us. What do you reckon? I totally What's agree. And I, think, I mean, I think you get a lot of stick at the minute, Bamiang. And I think he's a little bit harsh because he's been so well for us the past two years. And the, probably the difference is this season and previous seasons where we are in the league are his goals. They generally are. Do you know what I mean? Like he would score goals when we were playing poor and he'd get one or a two. And he's just going for a bit of a bad time at the moment. I think he needs a goal. I mean, his, his body language at the end tonight sometimes was a little bit worrying because a couple of times you sort of give up and it's a bit mm. concerning. But I think you might have just been knackered though, Charlie. Yeah, and I think there was one at the end where he just sort of was walking about and passing and he sort of didn't look injured. But I think he needs a goal. I think he needs a big goal and a big game. We go on and win, and like look at Lacazette. Lacazette's now scored four in four, and he's mm. cut the goal. He's like a completely different player. And yeah. I think with this new sort of team we're playing at the minute, with the with the young ones in there and the movement, he will get the chances of Bamiyang. And I just think we just got, to, mate. He's a quality player. Do you know what I mean? He, he is. He, need, he, he, need, he, need, he needed one of them stretches that he done today, Charlie. That he was just a little bit late on on, and the one that bulleted over that hit him on the knee. He, need, mm. he needs one of them to go in. He needs just, you know, like a literally one to come off his shin and go in. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what he needs at the moment. And it's the same with Lacazette. Lacazette just scored one and you saw his confidence go from like a two to a ten. He's one of those players though, isn't he, Gav? I mean, Lacazette is, is literally the most streaky. He's like, he's a bit like um, Adebayor in that. I know that's a, that's a dirty name to say, but he's a bit like Adebayor in that sense. Like Adebayor could look like an absolute donkey for about 10 games. And then he'd go on a 12-game run for us and he'd end the season with like 20, 25 goals. It feels like a Lacazette is exactly that type of player. And what we've got right now is the Alexander Lacazette who bags goals and bags them on a regular basis. I am absolutely happy to see that type of player. And I think this is a really, really interesting thing. And Vince Vogue, obviously, Paul of this parish has said, like, you can, if we add Martinelli, we're adding party into this mixture. You know, it's, it's all getting a little bit more excited. I, I saw an Arsenal team tonight that were playing with confidence, that were really going for the juggler of a team. Like, we've been on the receiving end of this because we've been the team that has looked so devoid of confidence. That game against Southampton, you know, I saw us picking the ball up at, at, on the right-back slot in our left-back slot and just lumping balls into the channel just to get it away from our own goal. Tonight, none of that. It was precision. It was movement. There was pace. And it all came through those young players. Like, let's talk about that second goal. Charlie, I'm going to let you, um, I'm gonna let you uh, drool a little bit over that second goal. But for me, the really, really good thing to see was 
the ball into Smith Rowe and then his one touch just like flick around the corner to uh, Saka, who then plays it into Aubameyang, who then, sorry, not Aubameyang, Lacazette, who's then played it out to Smith Rowe. And it's a fantastic go. It is a, I don't want to, I don't want to sort of give Gav Hives or anything, but it was a bit of a Wenger ball goal, wasn't it? Charlie. Like the old Arsenal, wasn't it? And quick goal. Yeah. Mind you, a bit of that goal against Norwich, the way we used to just pop it about, one touch passing, and which we've not done for a very, very long time. I mean, we haven't. And I think that Smith Rowe and Saka, their movement and their energy, it creates them, it creates them old. I mean, we've not had that in the past. Like, mm. no disrespect to William and people like that. He doesn't do that. He cuts in and he passes it backwards. And it was, it was beautiful to watch. When it come in, like you just wanted it to go in the back of the net. You thought, this is going to be a special goal. And it's got to be winning. It's the best goal I've seen this year so far. Do you know what yeah, I mean? definitely. And just as we were off air, we were talking, weren't we, lads, about um, Gav was saying, I can't remember the last time we played that well. And I jokingly said, oh, do you remember that game that everyone talks about where Ozil had a blinder uh, and we beat Leicester? It was about two, two years ago or something. And we absolutely smashed them. And the f- football was beautiful. That goal that we scored where Ozil does that step over that everyone's been talking about. Well, it felt similar tonight. It was that one-touch football. It's quick movement. And and that, for me, was symptomatic of us tonight. There was purpose. There were forward passes. There were, It was progressive. But also, when needed, it was quick football, wasn't it, Gav? Yeah. And, and I mean, if you take that uh, the second goal back a, a step further, it was a beautiful ball across the pitch from uh, Tyranny. He smacked it right the way across the pitch, inch perfect, to, to start that off. So it was the way we've all we've all had a moan up like over the last couple of years about how we we seem to be passing the ball across the pitch and back again and, and in some sort of horseshoe. Mm. But now we're passing the ball across the pitch with purpose, and it's to find space, and we're finding space when the ball's going across the pitch, and that's what was nice, very very nice about tonight. Yeah, it it was it was it, every 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 sort of pass. It seemed like had a purpose. Yep. to it. Uh, and it, it, you know, and it was the running at players. That's what we've been screaming at. You know, again, we've been screaming at all season. We yeah. want the players Gav, to get the ball on half term and, and run at them. Gav, how much of that do you think is down to the inclusion of Smith Rowe as that connector between our midfield and our attack? I think the main thing is is it's almost like Saka's got got a buddy in there. That's what mm. it feels like. Saka's got somebody who he knows how he plays and they've got a common purpose and a common way of playing together. And Lacazette's actually picked up on that. He's actually bought into that as well, which is nice. So I wouldn't say it, it was just the fact that Smith Rowe and who Smith, you know, how Smith Rowe plays. But I just think that they just, they've just got a connection together. Apart from yeah. Smith Rowe being a connector, but then again, you go back and watch Smith Rowe's highlights of the game today, and he had a blinding game. He had another blinding game. Like three games on a trot, he's probably you know, he's been our best midfielder. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Like, and Olaf again, um, as uh, as said via uh, Periscope, Olaf has just said on the comments that Lacazette absolutely superb. I mean. We need to talk about him because, you know, the first goal was scored by, obviously, KT with a fabulous finish. The second goal, very, very well worked through uh, Smith-Rowe and, uh, and and Saka, our great young players. But the third goal was, like we said, it was streaky Lacazette. And I just thought it was just 
the classic example of a guy in the right place at the right time. You know, it was a it was a weird old goal. Was it was it? Th- I'm, I'm losing my track now, um, lads. Was it the third goal or fourth goal? Which um, uh, Ajaya hits his own post and it comes out to Lacazette and then he just strokes it home. Is that the third one or the fourth one? Am I going mad? No, it's, no, it's the third. I think. Was it the third? Yeah, it's third. Yeah, no, he uh, he smacked it against the post. Then Smith Rowe had a sm- had a shot. Mm-hmm. Caught him in the stomach and it pounced out to Lacazette, who smacks it in. Yeah. So he nearly scores an own goal and then gets one in the midriff. So if yeah. he did, he weren't really very lucky at that that moment in time, was he? But no. Again, you're right. He was he was in the right place and we had people in the right place all game. All yeah. all game. Do you know what I mean? That, just, the right places, occupy, occupying space as well, and movement and positioning and. I mean, we need to we need to talk about. I think we need to talk about Lacazette and and what happens moving forward now, Charlie. Because everyone's we we all six weeks ago were saying get Lacazette out. He's out of form, and Aubameyang needs to play centrally. But I can't see how you can't you can leave you can't leave Lacazette. So the challenge we've got now is that everyone wants to see Martinelli, everyone wants to see Saka, everyone wants to see um, Smith Rowe. That's three of that four. So there's one place there, and Charlie, this is this one's for you. Um, does Arteta do? You, should Arteta be looking and saying, "Look, Lacazette is just the man; is on fire at the moment. He's got to play." And Aubameyang drops, or do you think he's going to stick with Aubameyang and um, just rotate Martinelli? And what do you think is the right thing to do? Firstly, in that setup we've got, I think the most important one there is Mifrat. That little yeah. number 10 role we're playing at the minute, it's changed our whole dynamic of game and what we do. So that, yeah. for me, is the most important one. We need to bring someone else in who can play there in January. I think it's quite important. We've got to bring in that. We can't all of a sudden now go, oh, Smith Rowe's had a few good games. We haven't got to address that attacking midfielder position that yeah. we've been crying out desperately for. I think at the minute, you stick with Lacazette. And I, 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 would, I, would, I would carry on with Aubameyang. It's a winning team today. We've had two away wins on spin. He was a part of both of them. So for me, I would, I would, I would stick with Aubameyang in there and have second and just rotate with Martinelli, see how they get on. Yeah, I think it's probably a good shout. I mean, the good thing is he's got options, isn't he? Just a quick shout out to, uh, I think this is Ami or uh, Amy Arnson, uh, who said, friendly reminder that Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool um, have all dropped points against West Brom this season. That's actually a really good point, actually. And I think what it serves to highlight is how mental this season is, because suddenly we're looking at three wins on the bounce. We go, we've got Newcastle in the FA Cup, but we've then got Crystal Palace at home. We play Newcastle, I think, um, either away or at home uh, in our next few games in the league as well. And we're starting to look up, Gav. Are you starting to get a bit more excited? Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm I'm always excited when I'm seeing all the youngsters coming through. That's the that's the big excitement for me these days, really, to watch all the all the young lads from Howland getting on the on the pitch and getting minutes. And I still think that we can get in the top six quite easily. I mean, if you look at the table, I think we're six points off third place or something stupid like that. It's Man. such a topsy-turvy team. I mean, as Charlie rightly says, we do need an, we do need a, another number 10. We do need an attacking midfielder to come in in January uh, because, you know, Smith-Rowe at the moment, I think he lasted till about the 73rd minute. So we need somebody else to share that burden with him because he he can't yeah, be playing right. 90, he can't be playing ninety minutes every every three or four games he, you know every three or four days it's just not going to happen we're not going to get the best out of him 
But it, it's all it's all positive. I mean, it's, it's all positive. We've we've got some very very good options. Mm. You know, I think. And got me. Yeah, no. It's, it's like I say, I mean, there there was points in in the uh, in the game today that I was looking at where uh, Saka and Lacazette were were literally swapping during the game, and I'd like to actually go going forwards. I'd like to see more of that when we've got the the top three. I'd like to see more of them sort of swapping mid game and, and swapping when the ball breaks down because that just adds more and more confusion. I mean, you could imagine what that poor right back would have done if Saka and if Saka was over there for uh, for five minutes. <laughs> you yeah. know I mean, it would still be spinning around in circles now. Yeah. But it's, it's it's just we're we're just in a very nice position to be in and. Yeah, like I say, I still think we're going to finish top six. I absolutely love that. But I think for me, it's more about... St- the important thing has been steadying the ship, um, hasn't it, Charlie? And, and in my head, so we've steadied the ship. The positives are there. They can build on that confidence and momentum after three wins on the bounce. And like you said, we do need a creative midfielder. But actually, how important is it going to be that we've got the likes of party coming back in? Because let's be honest, El Nenny in the last couple of games has been a bit pants, but we've sort of ridden our sort of way through it. But party could be massive, couldn't he? Oh, absolutely. We're building our team around him, do you know what I mean? And Gabriel's come back as well. So, yeah, I mean, Daniel Douglas has just said on the Facebook, sorry, I'll pie up. Um, Basketball party, party, sorry, Charlie. Um, just a quick one, Daniel Douglas on the uh, on the Facebook said, "Nice to see we still have party coming back into the team." But yeah, go on, Charlie, carry on. I mean, we we're in a nice position now, and I've said it every time on this show. This summer is going to be a game changer for us, and it's massive because we're going to get rid of a lot of players that we don't want to do. I know we've got Klasnach already gone. It looks like Socrates is going this week. Um, cool. If we can move on, maybe Mustafi and Ozil frees up so much wages and there may be sort of the bad core in that team. It's yeah. good for good for our future. I mean I think we need to be positive. We we've had a bit of a bad run in. We stuck with Arteta, which I was very happy with. Yep. I mean he was dealing with so much shit in the background, on the pitch, and just hoping now that we kick off me and the young boys have come in and they've just give us a, a breath of fresh air. Three wins on the spin. In the Premier League, in this league particularly, it's very, very difficult. Do you know what I mean? Mm. When we, when we yeah. look at our next set of fixtures now, there's no reason why we can't go and kick on now and sort of just build on this. And they're just saying about top six, Gav. You could go aim for higher than that, mate. You look at the team, yeah. everyone's going to slip up. Everyone's got each other over the next few weeks. But we haven't. So it's a great opportunity for us to maybe sort of pick up. And just slowly but surely, no one's talking about it in the positions. We can just keep ticking over, keep getting them wins. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, so just to... We've just got to keep the points ticking over. Even, like I say, even if we get a, a win and a draw out of the next two games, it's just keeping the ball ticking over and it's keeping the points ticking over when other teams are dropping points left, right and centre. Yeah. Absolutely. So just to give um, give you guys a heads up. So uh, 16 points, uh, sorry, 16 games played, Tottenham in third or on 29 points, that's six points off of us. You know, Man, Un- Man United, I think, are a, n- not an amazing team. You know, they get their bit of fortune through penalties and deflected goals. And they're and they're they look streaks ahead of us on 10 points. But that feels achievable because, you know, that team feel, uh, with Solskjaer in charge feels like a uh, 
feels like we could certainly it, it's achievable to be catching them up. And this this Premier League is almost like the Championship has been historic, isn't it? Because the Championship has been one of those leagues where it's a bit mental. And if you can win like ten games on the bounce, you go from basically the bottom half of the table to challenging right into the playoff spots. That's what the Premier League feels like this season. So in my head, I'm looking at I'm looking at table, looking at it right now. We're in eleventh at the moment, seventeen games played. We've got twenty three points. We finally hit positive goal difference. You know that's celebratory enough as it is. We've got Crystal Palace at home in our next match. You know, um, Southampton are uh, Southampton have got Liverpool in their next match. Uh, Man City have got Chelsea in their next, although they've got two games in hand. Villa have got Tottenham. So again, like you said, Charlie, they're all playing each other up the top. We've had a difficult run, but we've got a, a series of games where we need, if we can put together a run, things can look very different in a few weeks' time, can't they, mate? Sorry, that was for Charlie. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. We just keep on building from it. I think we're looking more confident and better every game. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. So these winning these games are building the confidence within the squad. And, that, and little things with parties come back. Gabriel, as I said, I just see it's really kicking on from here, to be fair, mate. I think we've got FA Cup next week. I, I reckon they'll make a few changes. I think someone like Saka, he's coming off every game now at the minute with a little wax, little knocks. I mean, he needs to be protected. And I think that's quite important. Yeah. He needs to be key. And we can't just rely on these kids. Do you know what I mean? Because they're going to have some bad games now and then. We need some people like Pepe, people like that now, to come in and step up and sort of show the same level of commitment and the same quality as everyone else has been shown. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And Gav, I mean, do you are you worried at all that the fact that we've got these three wins on the trot could uh, make Arsenal step off the gas in terms of their attempts to get people out and well, not get people out, but get people in um, over the next few weeks? Because I'm not being funny, but I would say two weeks ago, before that Chelsea game, I was thinking to myself, Arsenal, you need to basically get that creative player in now, like the 1st of January. Mm, Whereas yeah. you've got Smith Rowe coming through, but as Charlie says, we can't rely on him. So are you a little bit worried that potentially we could end up seeing Arsenal just, you know, keeping their powder dry for a few more weeks, whereas they probably should be acting now? Well, I mean, I, I, I was you know, hoping that they'd get something sorted almost immediately. Uh, that would have been the sensible thing to do to get somebody in as early as possible, but obviously that's not always practical or possible. And you know, clubs are going to try and squeeze us for as much money as they can, uh, as well as the agents are going to squeeze us for as much wages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's never quite as simple as getting a player in, bang on the on the you know, bang when the window opens. Unfortunately, mm. uh, but there's no way in the world that they're not going to try their best to get. Yeah, another number ten in. It it would just be completely impractical, and yeah, Arteta knows what he wants, and he's tried about four or five players in that role this season, so he knows he needs somebody there. And you know, I mean, literally Smith Rowe was the last possible person to be given a chance in that role who who could practically play it. So mm. he knows what he wants, and. All, literally, all the money's got to go on that position. Yeah, it would not bother me if we if we just got one player in over January, and it's a, a decent number ten. I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, obviously. Yeah, as as Charlie rightly said, this summer is going to be going to be a big one, and there's going to be more money available and more outs and more thinning down of the squad, which can put some more money 
you know, going into the squad in other positions. But then you look at today, we had Mari and Holding, and they both had a good game. I thought Mari was absolutely superb today. Yeah, he was good. I thought it was really, and, good. Like, really, and, really good. And, and is he going to, you know, he's going to be what our third or fourth choice once Louise and, uh, and Gabriel's fit? Yeah. So we've got four decent centre backs. Yeah, you know, we've got a decent left back and a decent right back. We we just need something, you know, get party back in the middle. We've got a decent midfield. Yeah. It, it, but it's just that number 10 slot, isn't it? I'm 100% with you, mate. I'm 100% with you. And for me, that's the that's the good thing. I look at some of those players over the last few weeks who have just about got the scraping by the likes of El Nenny, you know, likes of, I will say, it, like holding and, you know, but the the horizon is looking quite good at the moment. It's looking quite excited. And I, for one, um, I don't know what time match of the day is. So um, we, uh, if you're listening to this via the podcast through um, the SoundCloud app, SoundCloud, then you may be listening to it the day after the, the victory itself. But um, surely there's a bit of match of the day that needs to be watched tonight, don't you think, Charlie? So that we can... Uh, we're good to watch. We're, we're, we're good to watch. We're good to watch. And on that note, I'm going to say thank you very, very much to uh, my two uh, co-hosts for the evenings. Um, thank you, thank you very, very much for you people for listening in. We hope you've enjoyed this. Um, it's very short. Well, it's always relatively short, quick, uh, cheeky one in the pub just as we virtually exit the virtual stadium. Um, great to have you on, as always, uh, Gav. So thank you very much. Say, no, thank you very much, boys. And Charlie, as always, top man. Cheers, guys. Happy New Year. Christmas turned Happy out New right Year. Fast, yeah. Happy Indeed. New Year, everybody. We had a good Christmas. We've had a fabulous start to 2021. Let's just hope it can continue in that vein. And we will see you next time on the uh, Gunners Town pod. So uh, virtual pub. Catch you later, peeps. Bye-bye. Up, Up the Arsenal. Arsenal. Lovely.